0: Speaking of guests, we're lucky to be joined by Craig Stansborough. Good morning, Craig. Simon, how are you going? Oh, it's it's actually Rich over here this morning, mate. I can't see. No, well, it's, yeah. (laughs) Put it on. Check out the beard, mate. He's He's he's, suddenly aged a a lot.
1: lot. (laughs) Um, Hi,
2: Craig. How are you, mate?
1: I'm very well. Very well for Sunday morning.
2: Good. I have to say, um, so I've I've actually will have my one year anniversary of being on the wine show next weekend. And it's the third that I've had Craig on the show because uh, I love any excuse to talk to this man. Um, The first time I had him on was to talk Grant Burge. Then we had him on for our Christmas special because I think we're asking you um, whether we could actually use a vase from a motel room or a boot as an appropriate (laughs) vessel to cap wine. That's right. Yep. And uh, But this time we've got you on to talk about Purple Hands. And the reason I wanted to get you on is because everyone associates here with Grant Burge, but I think a lot of people are kind of surprised. Purple Hands has been around since, like, 2006, and, um, and uh, it just seems like, you know, you're doing a, lo- a lot more with it at the moment, and I thought we'd take this opportunity to uh, share the love with everyone and uh, give you a-, a chance to tell us all about it.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, it's been a... Uh... It's been an interesting journey. It's um, it's certainly started pretty small. I mean, I, I suppose I go back to uh, back way back. I suppose these things don't happen by uh, by chance, and they take some time. But I planted a vineyard sort of two. What that's now twenty two years ago, but started thinking yeah. about that well before that. So the intention was to eventually do something myself because it's just a. I think it's every. Not every winemaker, but a lot of winemakers I know it's their dream to sort of play around with their own label and and have their own artistic flair, I suppose. So sure. planted a vineyard in, in 2000, which was interesting. It you know, took a lot of convincing to uh, convince my wife at the time to sell the house, buy a block of <laughs> land, go into massive <laughs> debt, um, <laughs> live, in, live in almost she a caravan for, for two years, but... Um, we did it, and um, and it was a lot of fun actually. And yeah, look, that that was probably where it all started. And then, yeah, through through our our children, um, struck up a really good friend or relationship with a guy called Mark Slade, uh, who he wasn't into wine uh, in terms of making it, but loved drinking it. Um, and we started Purple Hands way back in two thousand and six, um, and we started with the Shiraz um, off the vineyard because we sort of focused on mainly single vineyard wines. Um, and it just grew and grew. We, we sort of started with that and then moved into sort of Grenache, which was one of my other loves. And then um, I suppose I always had a love for Italian varieties. I, I love Italy and been there a few times. And, um, you know, Nebbiolo was probably my, my, my true love in a sense, but it was probably where we are in the Barossa. It was a little bit too warm to grow Nebbiolo. Yeah. So did lots of research, which, you know, it was about drinking, really? Um, <laughs> um, Tax deductible, though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, sort of. Elanica was was something I stumbled on, but um, it was one that sort of took my attention. I, I love the wines, and then Monte, Montepulciano, which was another variety that um, I think uh, is so suited to to our climate. So I started with those and planted those in two thousand eleven, and then it's sort of just grown and grown and grown. We've sort of got a nice range of wines from. You know, starting at the sort of colors of the south, south range which is a few wines in there and, and our original after f- um, sorry purple hands and then after five wine Co which was a bit of fun and then we have a, a plot range which is really old vine or um, ancestor vine wines. So yeah yes. it's grown and grown and grown, really um, um, time seems to be the issue at the moment really
2: <laughs> Yeah well it doesn't, you, you can't you can't possibly have you know, enough time to actually get your hands purple anymore.
1: Oh no, I do that. No, don't <laughs> worry about that. I uh, uh, that's that's sort of I think it's part of the fun of having your own label is you can get your hands dirty. I think um mm. you know, I you know w- with my other role with with Accolade I I don't seem to get my hands dirty. I get my teeth and and lips dirty but yeah. um you know yeah. lots of tasting but I don't I'm I'm not in the cellar as much as I used to be but this mm. sort of your own label allows you to spend a yeah, more time in your own vineyard and and in the winery sure. to, to you know to do that. You've got to you've got to sort of be sort of at one with the wines, I think, to produce really good wines. So.
2: Well, it seems like you've got a pretty nice balance there, though. So as you say, you can get your hands dirty and you can get your teeth and lips dirty as well. I mean, you, you don't want to be all just just one and not the other, do you?
1: Correct. No, correct. You need yeah, you need both. But um, no, it's it's certainly something that that I love and and particularly doing it with a. With a good mate, and um, yeah, I look, I enjoy I enjoy the the vineyard as well. But, um, I must admit, there's nothing better than some wandering out in the vineyard, you know, first thing in the morning, or you know, when you've got a lazy Sunday afternoon. It's it's wonderful. Craig, I was wondering so- if,
0: as a winemaker that works for a commercial winery, you know, accolade and and all that sort of stuff, um, and and I've seen that in other. You know, in inverted commas, chief winemakers in these big roles. You know, they they actually they do have less dirty hands and they're travelling more. Is purple hands a way for you to just like forget all that, express yourself, and it keeps you happy in your other sort of day job? If if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That doesn't mean I'm not happy with my. Oh no, no, no! no. It's just the flip side, but you know. It certainly does. Um, you know, you, you can. Oh, I don't know. You can dream a bit more. I think. Um, what a great way of putting it. Get a you bit can, more creative. dream a bit more. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I think that's, I mean, you, one of the things you need as a winemaker and I think as a, as a good winemaker is, is vision. I mean, yeah. you, and imagination. I mean, it doesn't, you know, for me, um, I've always almost pictured wines or pictured stories or pictured what I want to do before it actually happens. And, um, and that's that sort of lying in bed at night thinking, oh, I wonder what I could do there or... I think I could probably do that to make something a bit better, or that would be interesting. So those are the things that I I really enjoy about sort of having having you know, my own label. In a sense, you can do all of that if you want. So oh, I yeah. love that.
0: Do yeah. Do you think
2: that some of the success of Pebble Hands? I mean, obviously, it's come through the fact that what you've done with Grant Burge is just testament that you're an excellent uh, winemaker. Um, no one can possibly deny that. But do you think it actually uh, the success at Grant Burge is actually assisted in the success of Purple Hands purely based on it's who you know? Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because you look the, the beauty of being part of the the corporate scene as well, and um. Look, everybody. Everybody, at the winemaker and accolade have just have the same love and passion for wine. So you get different views and different ideas, and you taste with so many different people. It's it, you know it's a bit like travelling. And I was listening to Rob. Well, I learned a, thing, a few things about Rob too. I didn't realise he <laughs> yeah. was such. It was great. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it's the same about travelling around the world uh, as as we're lucky to do. Is you take little you know little bits and bit and ideas, and you. You start to explore them and start to think about them a little bit more, and it's the same with working with a whole group of talented winemakers. You, you, you understand how their thoughts are and what their ideas are, um, and you, you think, well, oh, that's that's pretty cool. I might not take that idea, but start to build on that a little bit. And I suppose that's the you're right, Joe, you, in the sense that if you if if I can sort of take inspiration from other people, I will. There's no doubt about that.
2: Oh. Absolutely. Absolutely. So look, okay, well, can we just quickly you, you just very basically touched on them earlier, but let's uh let's, you know, really give our listeners um an an, an opportunity to go away and taste them. So you've got your After Five Wine Company,
1: which yep. is a great
2: name. And you've also got the Planta Circa. They sent you the premium, yeah, and I think there's a couple of those. So can you explain? So you've got the three different uh different labels. Can you well, uh, just give us got, a bit on all of them?
1: I've got four, Jill. Um
2: I've got four. What's uh, the four?
1: Uh, we've got a wine called Colours of the South, which uh, yes. a label, which which basically is, um, well, it's actually, if you see the label, I'd, I'd love to show you, but it's a sort yeah. of a abstract picture of the vineyard and the hills in the background the southern Barossa because our vineyards in yes, right in the southern Barossa. But, I mean, that yes. that was put there to, you know, our, we've got a couple of whites in there, um, mm-hmm. a Pinot Gris and, and Pinot Blanc, which, which yes. I have a lot of fun with. And then we have a Rosso, which is a which is a blend of, it's sort of a yeah, a blend of Alianico, Montepicciano and Negro Amaro. So that's sort of that sort of lovely structured, easy drinking style that, that the Italians seem to love. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we have um, we have the original label, which is the after five, uh, sorry, the Purple Hands wine, which is, you know, single vineyard Shiraz off, our, uh, off the vineyard, which I'm looking at now. Um, and then Grenache, which is probably almost our favourite wine, I must admit, and then an MGS, and then the After Five is there to showcase some of the single vineyard wines, the Allianico, um, Shiraz, and we also do a well, sort of, our, I suppose it's a bit of our version of a Super Tuscan. Part of the reason I planted those was always to do a blend of, it was a single a filled blend of Shiraz, Montepiciano, Alianico, which which is a bit of fun. Um, I love putting that together. And then, yes, the circa, which is, um a beautiful old just out of Lindot which uh has vines on it dating back to somewhere between 1880 and 1890 and that's grenache uh a shiraz and a cabernet so um so they're, they're the ranges and and uh, so they sort of offer offer different things to to sure to are we
2: are we only getting those cellar door and online
1: pretty much at the moment there is there is places around vic and New South Wales and Queensland. We've just picked up a new distributor, so you'll see those a little bit more. But also, yeah, the, yeah, the Artisan cellar door as well. Uh, speak- yeah, of speaking
0: course. of the Artisan cellar door, Craig, I've had a, another listener text in and say that they're – well, it's actually Christopher again. Hello, Christopher. He's saying he's having lunch at Artisans of the Barossa on Friday, and we had those guys on um, oh, earlier in the year. He'd like to know if the Plantacirca is in the restaurant or if he can pick it up there.
1: Absolutely. We haven't – the Cabernet – is sold out because we didn't do a 19 or 20. We didn't think they were quite up to scratch, so we didn't do it. But yeah. certainly the Grenache and the Shiraz are available. Um, and the Grenache is nearly gone. We had a we had a fair bit of success with that at the Adelaide White Show recently, which picked up Best Grenache and Best SA Red, so that was nice. So just
0: in terms of the 19 and the 20 for the Cabernet, was it too hot in 19 and a bit cold in 20? Is that is it finicky like
1: that? or? Um, 19, yes. I think it was just a bit too warm for Cabernet. Um, Cabernet likes sort of, you know, a little bit wetter conditions and a bit cooler and certainly 18 was brilliant and 21 looks amazing and 22 looks yep. good yep. as well. Um, but, yeah, and, and 20, uh, look, there, it almost wasn't enough to, to bottle. Um, ah, right. it's such a low crop that um, – it was probably going to cost us more to bottle than actually do anything with it but uh, and and to be really honest I just didn't think oh no you know it's one of the great things about having your own label good or bad is that if you don't like it don't bottle it so I didn't yeah. bottle yep. it
2: fair yeah enough. Absolutely. fair enough fair enough yep. yeah it's good quality as well we like that And um, so just just on Italian wines I I didn't know that you had uh, such a such a passion for them I have to say that uh, they're absolutely some of my faves. For the first time, I had a, a I might be mispronouncing it, a Bianero. Bianero. Mm, Bianero. I
0: saw about that. I, yeah. No, I'd never had one of those either. So you, I, I, you're it, me.
2: Oh, you got it's, me. Yeah, it's um. Uh, so I don't know if you've heard of Cria Vini. Um, they're uh, Italian producers and they've got some gorgeous wines. And I've got their Montepulciano, I've got their Chardonnay uh, Sauvignon and this Biennero, and uh, i wanted the bonier, Biennero specifically because i'd never heard of it and just doing a little research on it and well actually the, the real research the actual tasting um i'd say it's quite a cab on the nose it's like all well, italian wines amazing with food but i was just wondering if you did know anything about it um because no. it's, it's it's quite crazy it's 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 gorgeous it's uh it's really really beautiful what like crispy that style
1: what region is it from, Jim?
2: Oh, you're testing me. You're testing me. You know what? I'll, I'll check it out. You guys have a chat. I'll check it out and I'll let well, you know. Well,
1: no, the <laughs> thing about Italian
0: grape varieties is this absolutely – thousands of them that thousands yeah. Yeah. that never make it over here you know i remember going to this um little wine bar here in melbourne a few years ago and having like a lacrimosa del jesu or something which was you know they started picking when it started crying and it was all you know and it was like i'd never heard of any of these things so alianicore yeah. you know we've you've got do you have any sagrantino is that something you're planning on planning up there as well
1: craig no look if i plan anything i i, I wouldn't mind uh Narolo Muscarese. Oh but, nice. Um that's that's probably the next mission, but um I think it's in quarantine at the moment, so we'll see how that goes. Whether it's suited to to here, I'm I'm not sure. Um so yeah, look, there's a there's a I need to do a bit more a bit more travel, I think. Absolutely.
0: Well for the listeners <laughs> Narole Muscleese is the Indigenous grape variety from Sicily that is mainly planted on that northeastern sort of slopes there on Mount Etna with those rich volcanic soils. And you get this lovely minerally quality too. In fact, we've got some Paso Picharo wines at Uncle Dan's where I am and a few other bits and bobs from there. Um, Pietro Dolce, which are excellent. Uh, And they've got some, obviously, some white varieties that are that are native to Italy as well that we'll never see over here but what other varieties are in quarantine at the moment Craig do you have any idea on that is that all your lumber who does that
1: uh Chalmers Chalmers do a fair uh, Chalmers bit. of yeah. course in Victoria here. yeah yeah so they do they do a fair bit but um look I haven't haven't looked at their website lately and see what see what's around um but no I, there's only a few that I would focus on I mean I wouldn't mind playing some some Nero do you have that but um, really wanting to find varieties more suited to to the soil and region really yeah um that, that's the key for me i mean both both the italian varieties that are planted are so you know they hold acid they're they're tough they they ripen late which is you know from a logistic point of view is brilliant yeah uh, uh, we only picked the alienico last wednesday right. so um, that is um, nice. and that's yeah and that's about five five weeks later than the shiraz and it's button next to it so that gives you an indicator <laughs> how late it is so so those, yeah yeah so those they're, they're a lot of fun they're uh, they're good fun to play with and one thing you i always oh, sorry Jill. no you go for it
0: i was just going to say one thing i always try and ask the locals in the barossa is so you're a Gawler boy how the south Gawler, how the line's going this year mate how do you know about the Gaula, South Gawler Lions? Because uh, I'm a Nuri Tigers fan, mate. Go the Tigers. <laughs> no, no. It's just a – I used to work for Pernod Ricard. So, you yeah, know, Jacobs okay. Creek, yeah. mate, all the way. So I know a little bit about the
1: Barossa. Yeah, no, they're going okay. They yeah. played – played in the Grand Final last year. So Yeah. Um, but, uh, yes, no, played about – two hundred and fifty games for Gaula South. So yeah, I thought you uh, might have been I, a forty player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was so uh, um, and I am I'm, I'm very grateful that football's on this weekend because I am I'm unfortunately in ISO my son's got COVID. so know. Oh, uh, so yeah which is a real pain in the bum to be honest but yeah. he's okay. Um yeah but doesn't want to doesn't seem to want to invade my body. I think I think 30 years in the wine stream might have put paid to that. So. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> uh, is your son working uh, at uh, Rolf Binder Cellar door at the moment?
1: He is. How do you know that?
2: I, oh, It's just all oh, the things I've got my ear to the ground about. Uh, <laughs> I work with um, one of my colleagues I work with at uh, Cellar One. Um, she just started doing some Cellador just a day a week at Rolf Binder. And as you yep. know, Accolade acquired Rolf Binder about a year ago. And she said uh, – and she was just chatting away with your son, and his surname was Stansborough. And um, and yeah. I said, oh, is that Craig's Craig's? And she said, actually, I didn't put two and two together. I'm like,
1: no, well, it
2: apparently it <laughs> was. So there we go. There we go. Yeah. Actually, Rolf Binder, there's someone we need to get on the show as well at some point. They've got some great wines.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's a it's uh, that was um, what was two years ago now. where accolade purchased binder, so they've got some lovely wines, and and you know, really keen on maintaining their style. As yes. well, with Rolf sort of having some input. Yes, yeah,
2: their bull's blood is um, is quite outstanding. Yep. But yep. I just back to you you mentioned before that Nebbiola was actually probably your, your fave. Oh, mm-hmm. you didn't actually say fave, I, I'm saying that. Um, but clearly, you're know, quite right uh, climate to, um, they, they do need more of the cooler, the cooler climate. No hilltops in New South Wales create some great ones. Is there a way that you would try and and you know and, and hunt down a way to do it? Like, would you would you just work with some people uh, in hilltops or some other areas like that, or it's, you're just you're just happier to go and buy a good bottle and appreciate it?
1: No, look, I'd love to. I have made it before with with Burge. We made a uh, in two thousand and ten. We made a fabulous Nebbiolo out of. Northern mm-hmm. Eden Valley, which which was um, still one of my favourite wines. That, are, if anyone asks me, what's the favourite wine you've ever made? That's close to the top. I really, wow. uh, yeah, I have still got some. Actually, and oh. it's still drinking beautifully. So, um, so maybe next time you're over, we might crack a bottle. Oh, um, you
2: please save me a bottle, because I'm assuming I wouldn't be able to get it anywhere except for yourself. No, no, no.
1: There is none in the museum. It's it's yeah right. But it was a fabulous wine and. Um, so that, yeah, so I enjoy making it and I certainly would like to, to make it, um, probably, you know, um, probably out of some of the best stuff is probably out of Beechworth for me. Yes. uh,
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Simon Grant, who's got his own little label up there, makes some, some really lovely, some Nebbiolo. So probably, yeah, would, would like to do it. Um, there is some parts of South Australia that would suit, I think. Some of the cooler, drier parts would, would be good. But you need pretty good diurnal temperatures. And, um, yeah, it's it um, certainly needs the right terroir uh, really yeah, for growing there. But uh, certainly not out of the question, I would love to do it. Um, yeah.
2: Sure. Okay, well... You never know, keep on dreaming. I mean considering <laughs> that Nebbiolo was the uh, is the great behind uh, Barolo. Um yeah. do you have any Barolos that are maybe more you know pr- price efficient <laughs> um that you can kind of grab in Australia?
1: Oh look, I have a few favorites. I think if you yeah. um some of the you know, Langi um Langi Barolos or Langi Nebbiolos are probably good a good start. Some of the Vietis, uh Vira. Um actually I opened one last night, um which is new <laughs> I haven't yeah, I did actually, because you know, I was in a good mood after the Crows, Crows beat the Western Bulldogs just oh, By so. one point. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> so of <open> a bit of a bit as you do. of a was was a standard a um, it, it was Sara Vesa, which a standard a new one, a I – which a haven't had before but they're, they're pretty good actually it was pretty smart um so there is uh, look if you if you're starting into it probably just find have a look at some of the sort of uh, langin Nebbiolos is a great way to okay. start because yeah. there's some Really lovely stuff out there at the moment. Marcarini's um, another
0: really good one that's sort yep. of just around 40 bucks. And and in yep. fact, right up, I think last from 2016, they started blending about 20% of all these La Mora vineyards together for a La Mora Barolo, but it's only about 120 bucks and it bats above its average. But Craig, you're that right. That is
2: really good for Barolo. It
0: is. It is. And it's also, you know, I mean, I, I think Barbaresco is really good too because it just tends to be a little more perfume, yep. but and even good old Dolcetto. So, you know, I mean, we've got the whole Bruno Giacosa range at my dance and of course all the Marcarinis and Viras and uh, actually not Vira but we've got Vietti and a few other bits and bobs which is pretty cool um or, yep. of course listeners also look at look out for Luke Lambert in the Yarra Valley who makes an incredible Nebbiolo in my opinion um, mm. and there's certainly three or four very good vineyards for it there but you're right Craig it's difficult to find the right spot for it isn't
1: it yeah no that's it's the key um yeah once you once you've got the right spot um, um, you're well on your way to producing some pretty smart wine, mm. Um, mm. but certainly, um, yeah, Barossa is probably not the place. That's for sure. No, I, I was, re- I, was I, I love the fact that everybody calls, Alianico uh, uh, the Nebbiolo of the South, but or the Barolo of the South. But I was reading. I was on a doco the other day about Campania, and they they love it because they they refer. Uh, Nebbiolo is the alienical of the north, so I think that's another (laughs) way.
0: (laughs) It's all perspective, isn't
1: it? It is, yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, well, look, just um, just before we wrap up, Craig, I think this is probably the only time I'm ever going to recommend you two uh, to drink a wine. But given that you are, I know that you love your Nebbiolo, give Brian Freeman's Nebbiolo from Hilltops ago. Oh, it, oh, uh, we had Brian on the show oh, back, I don't know, maybe six months ago, and um, his Nebbiolo is getting really lauded. So give that one a go and let me know what you think.
1: I will certainly do that. Um any chance to drink some good Nebbiolo is yeah. it's easy. <laughs>
2: and it's like $22 a bottle. It's, it's quite oh, ridiculous. Really? Nebbiolo yeah. is really, really affordable. And, um, well, of course, you know, the Hilltops area hasn't been commercialised and so there hasn't been that the price point, you know, heap up. And, um, yeah, no, give them a go. Give them a go. we Will do. Sure. Look, Craig, sure. we always love having you on the show and I, I promise you I'll give you a few months before I get you back. But, um, you always lend some good tidbits so uh good luck with everything that you're doing and um by the way I love the new labelling for Grant Burge. I'm loving working with all of that so uh yes. you just take it easy enjoy the, the fact that vintage is, is basically done and uh, we'll catch up with you really soon
1: well do Go Lions. guys cheers mate, thanks,
0: mate. <laughs> bye
2: thanks <laughs> bye.